Welcome back to the Shape by the Word studios. I'm Paul Kemp here with uh, Katie Kresge and Matt Kresge. And Hi, Katie's really enjoying the fact that we have our own studio back here. <laughs> what we don't have, if you're noticing behind us, uh, is we don't have enough P's to fill out, you know, spell out the word Philippians. Yep. So uh, whatever we bought for our little letter board over there only came with two P's. So we are going to read the book of Philip today uh, and add... Couldn't even spell Philippi. Ending to it. Yeah, we couldn't even spell Philippi uh, for all of it. Philippians, what an awesome book. You remember from the story of Acts, uh, you know, Paul has come here. There's not a Jewish synagogue, so he goes out to the river where he meets some women who are praying. They uh, start a church in the house, and as he's moving back and forth, there's a, a young lady who by demon is prophesying, and Paul, you know, casts the demon out of her, and there's a little riot that ensues, and Paul ends up in jail and as he ends up in jail uh the bonds are freed they're singing hymns at midnight after you know having been beaten uh, and in stocks and uh the jailer is about to take his life because he has lost his you know he's lost his prisoners and paul mm-hmm. says don't we're all here mm-hmm. and it uh, moves from a moment of you know near suicide to a moment of rebirth as he said what must i do to be saved Mm-hmm. And, and so this church is a is a proud Roman colony. The you know the Jewish presence is not strong in Philippi like it is you know in other uh, places or venues where Paul went. And so you have a strong sense of nationalism and pride you know that, that goes you know with it. Paul is writing this. Uh, you know we were just talking about that a little while ago. Probably in the late '60s we did Galatians and uh, Galatians was out of order. We will fix that next year uh, before we do that. Uh, this is probably, you know, in the 60s, Paul is in, um, in Rome, and uh, this is one of the prison epistles, and he's probably writing with deep fondness. One of the most, you know, joyful letters, you know, 17 times, I believe, you know, rejoice, or mm-hmm. the form of the word rejoice is used in the letter. And um, you could let that, you know, kind of mask the reality that's going on. Paul's in prison, which is really no picnic, even though he says it's worked out to his advantage because wherever he is, the gospel is unchanged and unchained. And uh, the Philippians are also undergoing persecution, but the call is in spite of circumstances around you to rejoice in the Lord. So we pick up uh, with the book of Philippians <laughs> together. So before we, before we read, as we always do, knowing that this is a moment uh, not just to you know check off a, a list that we've we've read scripture or to learn a few facts about the city of Philippi and mm-hmm. you know AD sixty five or sixty three or, or whatever it is, but to to see the Lord face to face, be transformed by Him, and to have our affections stirred for Him, and to follow Him and worship Him more more deeply and more dearly. So mm-hmm. let's uh, respond to the moment uh, as we turn to the Word. Kitty, mind? Yeah, let's up. Father, thank you for who you are. Thank you for meeting us here faithfully. Um, and you tell us, Jesus, to um, to knock and the door will be open to us. And um, so would this, this moment um, in your word be communion with you? Would it be time spent with our, with our Savior, with our Creator God? Um, with the one who loves us more than anyone else and who knows us um, deeper than anyone else. Father, would you reveal your heart to us in um, this passage today? And would we respond with open hearts and open hands, um, ready to not only hear 
but also obey your word and the conviction of your spirit. So thank you for who you are, and it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and the deacons, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank my God every time I remember you and all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you since I have you in my heart. And whether I'm in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, to become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I'm in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so out of love, knowing I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I'm in chains. But what does that matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached, and because of this, I rejoice. Yes, and I'll continue to rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. I eagerly expect and hope that I'll in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage, so that now as always Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I'm to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I'm torn between the two. I desire to part and to be with Christ, which is better by far. It is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain, and I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith, so that through my being with you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus will abound on account of me. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then whether I come and see or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel, without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. This is a sign to them that they'll be destroyed, but that you will be saved, and that by God. For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him, since you are going through the same struggle you saw I had and now here that I still have. A mm. mm. uh, nice, nice early chapter. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, you, you, you've already heard the first couple of instances of him you know, calling us to rejoice and the things that he's rejoicing in. And you can already see that it, you know, it belays the underlying you know, subtext that, that, that people are suffering for the sake of the gospel. And, and Paul, not even sure whether he'll live or die, uh, although he, he seems committed to knowing that uh, he still has labor to be done and that the Lord will keep him around for a little while, which he does. It, it'll be uh, a, a couple of years later when he's imprisoned again that he finally does uh, give his life in the cause of Christ mm-hmm. or 
dies in the cause of Christ. He's been giving his life in the cause right. of Christ since the day he met him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To live as Christ and to die as Yeah, <laughs> there you go. But um, I have a question, actually. So you mentioned that it, there wasn't as much of a, a Jewish presence in Philippi. So was a lot of their um, persecution and op- opposition coming from the Roman side of things, or was it still more of a Jewish no, opposition? It, yeah, it is going to be you know more of a Roman you know, Roman opposition. So you have a uh, you know obviously you have uh, you know the, the persecution you're going to have from a Jewish you know perspective is that uh, you've you've called this crucified itinerant mm-hmm. preacher messiah mm-hmm. uh, how could that possibly be yeah. and, and from a jewish perspective you are you are proclaiming you know you are proclaiming not caesar as lord mm-hmm. but jesus christ as lord mm-hmm. and that has political ramifications mm-hmm. uh, in other words uh our world order has been turned upside down in christ and our loyalty is no longer you know to to the state but right. our loyalty is to uh, you know the one who gave himself up for us. So, what, whatever your worldview, and, and that that's true with any culture, any time. Mm-hmm. Uh, every culture has, you know, the beautiful marks of grace because all people are created, you know, in God's image. So you see remarkable pieces of common grace in every culture. But every culture is also fashioned by its worldliness. And what we talked about in Philippians a couple day, the the spirits, you know, the elemental spirits of this world mm-hmm. that influence people after their own idols and after their own, you know, proclivities. You know, you know, towards sin. Uh, so, uh, you know, Christ is always going to be countercultural. Mm-hmm. He's always going to be affirming because these are people, you know, that uh, created in God's image that He loves and He has redeemed. Mm-hmm. So it's it's you know it's going to be culture affirming to the common graces of that culture, but it's also going to be culturally challenging uh, to the idolatries of, the, yeah. of that age. That's kind of an interesting reminder that I didn't see myself thinking through um, as we read this, but like it just reminds me that even if we try to escape from the opposition we're facing where we're at, we're going to face opposition in another place too, a different type of opposition, you know, because Christ is yeah. countercultural. So it's like, you know, we're not, we're not going to get to go anywhere within this world, in this life, where we're not going to face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a story about a guy in a big fish who tried to run away yeah. from <laughs> encountering culture. I've heard that yeah. one before. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, that's right. Like, you hear, you know, Jesus told his disciples, you're going to suffer. Even at the end of this chapter that we read, he says, you know, Christ granted. Yeah. You know, what does he say? He says, for it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but to also suffer for yeah. him. So why you would know. he say that, Matt? When is it a privilege to suffer? <laughs> because Christ suffered for us. Uh, yeah, and, and, mean, not, and not only that, he reveals himself through in suffering. our yeah. suffering. Yeah. Well, and, and that's and why I love his work how he starts this letter, suffering. you know, knowing yeah. just a little bit of the historical situation of the Philippians. Even just, you don't even need to read extra background. Just knowing what you we know, know from don't. the letter itself. Yeah. You know, that he begins, I thank my God every time I remember you and all my prayers for all of you. I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel. You know, they were found faithful, trusting the gospel. And mm-hmm. then he says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. You know, whether you're suffering or living in the mundaneness of life, you know, just the ordinariness of life and, and you feel stuck, the, the, the Christian's hope is in the gospel and, and the fact that God will persevere us to the end, that he mm-hmm. began the good work and he will carry it to yeah. completion. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what a message of hope and, and a message of joy, right? That's the kind of the yeah. theme of Philippians is in the midst of our suffering, when it seems like we won't make it to the end, yeah. God will carry us there. And, and you can see Paul's you know, in prison, which you know, could be you know, kind of depressing and kind of right. calm. 
He says, this is one thing that cheers me up every day, praying for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I pray for you, there's this big sense of overwhelming joy because you are in Christ. And not only are you in Christ, and that, that's because he has done a work in you. Mm-hmm. And, and if he has done a work in you, he's committed to carrying it on to completion. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm confident that you are in Christ, and because I'm confident you're in Christ, I know that Christ is not going to stop working in you yeah. mm-hmm. until he finishes his work. Yeah, and I mean, what an encouragement. I, I think we tend to think of the end of God's work being a long life, you know, living until we're 85 or 90. I mean, but for Paul and, and the worldview of the, these believers, like a, a rich life and a full life and the end of life could be a life lived till 20 mm-hmm. and yet experience all that God had in store yeah. for them you know, and will experience this glorification that awaits them. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Paul was not necessarily interested in his best life now. Yeah. He was interested in living uh, for for the hope that was set before him. Yeah. I love this. That. I'm sorry, I don't mean Good. to cut you off. Uh, I love his right. prayer for them um, in verse 9. So it says, and this is my that's prayer. That's exactly where I was going to oh, go. Well, that's there we fantastic. Go. Oh, one mind. Um, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. What an amazing like example yeah. prayer for us to pray um, for yeah, our friends. We, we always do well when we, uh, uh, when we uh, co-op Paul's prayers yeah. for spiritual maturity mm-hmm. and make them our own. Mm-hmm. Our, our prayers you know, tend to you know, get a little bit you know, uh, worldly focused in, the, in it. That's okay. I mean, we can cast every concern that we have on him, but we are so into the moment, so into our circumstances, so yeah. into our material needs that we forget that there's something far greater that comes from the gospel than, mm-hmm. you know, just having uh, the details of the next day work out the way that we want them to have, you know, work out mm-hmm. that, you know, he is doing something bigger in us. He said, I pray for you all the time. And, 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 it, it, and there's not a mention here of persecution at all. Mm-hmm. It's a, I'm, I'm praying that you know that they'd be kept safe in the middle of persecution. I'm praying people would stop persecuting them. Uh, it, the prayer is that whatever your circumstances, uh, you're abound, mm-hmm. and 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 not only that, this is a bad Greek construction. You would abound more and more. Mm-hmm. I mean, once you've abound, you can't really do more. <laughs> and once you've abound more, you've way yeah. superseded in anything that can be done. But I want you to abound more and more in, in your knowledge and depth of insight. And of course, he's talking about something different than you know, well-ordered theology. Right. It's knowing who I am and knowing what I desire of you so that you may be able to discern, make good decisions, be mm-hmm. pure and blameless, filled with the fruit of righteousness to the glory and praise of God. Mm-hmm. Yep. Incredible mm-hmm. prayer. Yeah. And then, I mean, this is kind of skipping ahead, so sorry, but the whole to live is Christ and to die is gain part is, I mean, I know for me when I was, um, younger and maybe even still a little bit today that can be a little confusing that to live as christ and to die is gain but then of course he goes on to describe what he's saying which means like for me to to be alive now for god to keep me alive is i am serving christ i am in christ i am doing the mission of christ and if i were to die which would be so much more enjoyable for me uh, because i would no longer be under persecution no longer be in chains then it would be gain for me because i would get to be um alive with with god and what what an attitude i would love to have um you know today and every day that i'm alive yeah yeah we're you know upper middle class uh you know suburbanites so we have a really a really good life we haven't you know suffered a whole lot for christ and mm. 
So it's so easy to get attached to the things of this world and for our next purchase or our in a next move up or uh, you know our next raise or our, our retirement or all of these things and Paul is, is looking well beyond he said none of those things really matter I'm looking well beyond that how I can serve Christ now and when I can be with mm-hmm. him in, in the future and those were the two things that were driving him so he goes in verse 27 whatever happens uh, conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ mm-hmm. what a fantastic note to end on Matt, do you mind closing us with prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, would Paul's words and his prayer be our prayer? Would we find our life in you and and whether you keep us here um, to be found faithful or whether we die and and receive all that you have in store for us? Uh, Father, would you get much glory? Help us to walk in a manner worthy of the gospel. Help us to abound more and more. And, and Father, thank you um, for the grace that we have in Christ Jesus. Thank you for the reminder um, uh, of your love for us, uh, the, the reminder that you began a good work in us and you're, carry, you're carrying it to completion. God, help us to hold on to you, to trust you, um, to walk with you. We love you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.